We unveil the script parlay, Maryland preview, and is that you, Tolbert? All that and more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome to Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. And we are back with you now, getting ready for this wonderful Maryland football week. It's a nooner. It's on Fox, and we are favored by 20 points. I'm excited just to be back into football after last week's bye week. What do you say, Davis? Yeah, it's good to be back, as always. Um, This is a a week that we kind of – I know that you identified at the beginning of the season that you saw this as kind of a worrisome game. And I wasn't as much on board with that um, that you were. But now that we sit here, they're 5-0, and we're 4-0. and uh, I think we can both agree that, that Maryland should probably be ranked. But this is definitely a game that, judging what's happened over the last handful of years with Maryland, uh, the fact that they've gotten better, uh, I think this is a game that you can't overlook. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of nerves coming into this game, not just as a, as a fan, but also on the coaching staff because they do have, you know, a, a veteran quarterback now for Maryland. And it's just, I, I think it's a really good test for Ohio State coming out of the bye week. And I think it's a good thing we had a chance to kind of heal up and recoup after that Notre Dame game. It is. I always have the fear that we come out flat. Um, it's kind of the same thing when you have a layoff or a bowl game. I always worry that we're going to come into whatever situation we're playing in a bowl game flat. And uh, it's my biggest fear here. But, dude, Maryland, Maryland's no joke, man. They're no joke. I mean, everybody's kind of like, man, you know, it's it's Maryland. And, you know, we don't have to worry about them. The only time we ever have trouble with them is on the road. But um, to be honest with you, man, they're 5-0. and And they, to be totally honest with you, average more total yards offense than we do right now. And I know they haven't played anybody, but I'm just saying, I, I really do think that there there is something to this offense that they got going on. Yes, yeah, so that's really the caveat that a lot of people are pointing out at the at, at right now is that, you know, Maryland has played no one. I think they had like the 113 ranked strength of schedule thus far. Ohio State's in the 40s. So, you know, you you look at who they've played and it's not been great, but you, you can only play the teams that are in front of you. And they've taken care of business at the clip of almost 40 points a game on offense and giving up less than two touchdowns on defense. So. You know, I think they're one of the three teams in the Big Ten that has won every single game by 18 points or more. Um, so, actually, I think there's only two teams in the Big Ten has done it. I think it's been, just been Michigan and Maryland. Other than that, everyone else has had some tighter games. So, you know, a lot of this we always based around Tua's younger brother, um, Tally uh, Tungavaloa. And the fact that, you know, He's now been in this Maryland system since 2020, and he's got a lot of more experience. He's, like you would say, a veteran quarterback now, and he's someone that has really good arm talent. Maryland has been able to recruit a lot better over the last handful of years, and they're definitely on the uptick. So, I, you know, me personally, I would kind of put Maryland as that next tier down from kind of the top three. I mean, you have Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. And then that next tier, I think leading the way there is Maryland. You know, I think something interesting, if you let's say, you know, just 
for shits and giggles, put Maryland on, you know, the West division. And I think Maryland would come out of the West and go to the Big Ten championship game. I mean, it could be. It's hard to tell. Like we said, you know what I mean? They, they haven't been truly tested by anybody um, worth talking about at this point. But this is going to be a marquee game for them because they're going to look at us as, a, as the biggest test that they face all year, of course. And you know what? I really don't think that they have any chance of beating us. Although I do think that this does fall in the category of a trap game. But I really think that Maryland's going to see what they're made of uh, Saturday at noon. I think I think with what we've seen from Ohio State up to this point, um, in a way, I don't feel comfortable going into any game just because of the offense. I mean, it's weird to say maybe it's just because it's uncharted territory because I always felt so much more comfortable, uh, you know, in games like this that, OK, our defense isn't great, but I know we're going to put up 40 to 50 points. Like, I don't think 40 to 50 points is in our repertoire this year. Uh, however, I, I do have a lot more confidence in the defense limiting these teams. So it's kind of like the question, like, can our offense just score enough? And, you know, Kyle McCord is still young. I know he had, a, you know, a great finish to that Notre Dame game, but he's still young. He's still inexperienced. And, you know, how much has he really grown since, you know, the first couple games? That's still yet to be seen. See, I'm going to disagree with you here. I think this is the breakout game for the Buckeyes right now. I think we got through that test. Everybody let their hair down a little bit, breathe a sigh of relief. And now it's time to let the dogs out, dude. And I really think that's going to happen today. Like I said, and you'll be able to tell that later on when we go through our prop bets um, that I was feeling that. I'm not saying that that's not possible, but I do think that Maryland has improved enough. And I think we still have some question marks that I'm not anticipating this being the old style 66 to 13 type of game that, you know, we've done against Maryland at, you know, at our place the last couple of years. Um, I'm not seeing that. Um, I, I, I would gladly be mistaken if that's the case, but I really have a feeling like this is going to be a lot closer um, than what a lot of people are probably comfortable with. Um, do I think that we're going to be any in any real danger of losing the game? No, not unless Kyle McCord decides to start turning the ball over left and right. But, you know, I have enough faith in our defense this year that I think we do not have to have an A-plus offense every single week. So I do still have a, a decent amount of confidence going into this game. Well, before I get into the keys of the game um, that we feel it's going to take to put this one um, at rest with a W, why don't you tell them about a little something we got coming up in a little less than a week here? Actually, a little more than a week here. So, as you, if you've been listening to our previous episodes, we have definitely been promoting our first ever live episode. Uh, that will be taking place on October 14th, so that is a week from this Saturday's game. Uh, that is our Ohio State at Purdue game. That game is a noon game, and we will be doing our live episode at Turtle Creek Tavern. That is at 5571 North Hamilton Road in Gahanna, Ohio. Um, they're going to open the doors early that day for us. Uh, it'll be open at 10 a.m., and our episode will probably start around 1030 a.m. Um, to pregame uh, the Purdue game. Um, some things to know about, uh, the live episode, what we're going to be doing there is obviously we'll be set up. We'll basically be doing an episode, but we're going to have a lot of interaction, a lot of things to kind of include some of the people that decide to show up, uh, and give us a listen. Um, and obviously after the episode's done, we're going to stick around, uh, at the bar and watch the game. So you get to hang with us as well. Uh, they have a deal in Corona's there, uh, five Corona's for $15. Uh, you have your choice between Corona, Corona light or, um, Cor uh, Corona premiere. Um, and every bucket of Corona you get also gets you a ticket through the bar 
that they will draw at halftime of the Ohio State Michigan game for a real nice Corona bicycle. Um, hopefully we'll get that photo to you soon and try to put up on our social media page. Um, but also if you decide to show up, uh, early to, during our live episode, we will also be handing out extra tickets, uh, for some actual live drawings that we're going to do, uh, that game. Uh, we will do it at halftime of the Purdue game and you have to be present for that one. Um, but there's things like, you know, we'll have, I think the bar is going to do some sort of basket with like some Corona stuff and maybe a gift card. And me and Chad are also going to have some other little giveaways and stuff that we'll do, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also on top of that, um, they have a bloody Mary bar there, if that's kind of your thing. And they also have a full menu and they also like to highlight uh, their chili dogs are real good. They have one for $4, uh, two for seven. And, uh, if you have an opportunity, uh, check them out online. Uh, it's turtlecreektavern.com. They also have a social media page. Check them out. They do a lot of cool stuff throughout the week. Um, I know during the weekdays, I think they have like a bingo day. They have a karaoke day. I know they do live music on the weekends. So definitely give them, a, uh, you know, check them out, uh, give them a shout out because uh, they're doing us a huge favor by letting us, uh, you know, partake in this live event at their bar. So uh, if you get the opportunity, October 14th, come on out, listen to our uh, live episode. You get a chance to meet me and Chad. Uh, we also got some cool stickers uh, of our logo and it, it's just going to be a blast. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah, they are. And I want to see uh, all the people I've talked to on the phone. Don't act like I ain't been cold calling you because I have. I want to see you come out. Like I said, I want to see you, your smiling face. A lot of you haven't seen in a while. Come out, hang out, have a beer, um, you know, support something that we're trying to do here. And uh, we're looking forward to it, man. Um, oh, yeah. And also the game's on Peacock Network. So don't buy a subscription because it's the only game that's going to be in Peacock this year. So come on over because they got Peacock there. What's come it on, watch Davis? The game on the cock. Thank you. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's get Come in. watch it with us. Come watch it with us. Let's get into the keys to this Maryland game, dude. First, uh, give me give me three keys for Ohio State to come away with this W. So I think the first thing and the most important thing is not necessarily a specific key, but I think just in the realm of this game, this is not a team that you that they want to keep close. That you want them to, you know, be. You don't want this game to remain close going into the fourth quarter. If you have the opportunity, you have got to find a way to open this game up because. From what we've seen with Ohio State's offense, especially if it's not only close but we're trailing, I've not really seen enough of this offense yet that I would have a lot of confidence that we can make up a lot of points in a hurry. Um, I feel like this is a game that we need to get out to a, a good start, and we just we need to play sound football. Um, Talia Tungavalo is not necessarily like a dual threat, but he definitely has a lot of capability to run. He's gotten a lot better at avoiding pressure, keeping his eyes downfield. So if we cannot get pressure on the quarterback, uh, that's also going to be a problem. So I think we need to get off to a good start. I think we need to get pressure on the quarterback and finally get the quarterback on the ground. We need sacks in this game. Um, and then the last thing is we need Kyle McCord to just be a game manager. He doesn't have to do anything special. He just needs to play smart. He needs to make the right reads. He needs to make accurate passes. And I think we just need to you know, kind of stay ahead of the chains. If we can do that – you know, I have confidence that, you know, there's a chance we could even cover the spread. Okay. I would say uh, my three keys are going to be, as usual, um, the battles in the trenches. Um, I say that every week, but I really mean it, dude. I really think it's the key to football in almost every every facet. So I think if we can win um, up front with the big uglies, put some pressure on, uh, I think it's Tolia, is I think how you pronounce it. What am no, I saying? Talia? Talia? Yeah, I think it's Tolia. But, um, Tolia? Like but, Tolbert? Um, 
Like, is that you, Tolbert? <laughs> is that you, Tolbert? <laughs> you could have at least said you're from the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if we can get a little bit of pressure on him, I think that's going to bode well for us. And, uh, you know, number two, I would say, and this is just a general statement, stay hungry. You know what I mean? We came out, a lot of pressure on us for that Notre Dame game, somehow eked out a win in the last, you know, minute, 20-some seconds of that game. Um, It was huge. It was emotional. And then we went from that to nothing, having a bye week. I think it's super important that we come out focused, that we come out hungry, that we come out ready to play. Um, And I think we are the better team on paper and on the field. So I believe if we do that and we want it, um, that that's going to play a big time role. And then number three, I would say probably the the number one thing that I could think of is that our defense needs to stay being our defense. They're they're in silver bullet mode right now. Um, they have been so far this season. They look great. And I think as long as they play up to their potential, dude, there's not a whole lot of people, um, especially in the Big Ten, that are going to be able to touch us. Yeah, I mean, I I've, I think all those are are super important, and I I think we're kind of right on the money with that. So let me ask you this: um, if things go the way that you would expect them to, um, and we play well, who do you think on offense is going to probably be the player of the game, the the one that is ideally probably the one that's standing out the most to you? Kyle McCord. That simple, Kyle McCord. That simple. He's got a lot of weapons, and I think uh, I think Travion is going to punch the ball in a couple times, and I think maybe maybe even one or more of our backs uh, punch it in a couple times. But um, I think Kyle McCord, dude, I just really feel like it, dude. And you know, you can call me crazy. I think we're getting ready to see the Kyle McCord coming out part of here, man. I really do. I have big expectations for this game. Yeah. So I mean, it's I hate comparing it because it's apples to oranges and they're different players, different skill sets a little bit. But I mean, we're trying to constantly compare what Kyle was to when CJ started out or to when Justin Fields started out. And it's not really fair, but, you know, not so much with Justin. Justin kind of really filled in and kind of caught on real quick. But he also had a little bit of experience when he was at Georgia. But with Stroud, it wasn't really until about game four and game five that he really started coming into his own. And I think we're in that similar area with with Kyle McCord now. Um, and he was set back a little bit more on top of that just because he didn't even know he was the definite starter until game three this year. So, you know, I, I think that if he is going to start having his coming out party, um, this is probably around the the point of the season that if we really if he's really going to be as good as what Ryan Day thinks he can be we're going to start seeing the improvement now now if we continue to see a lot of lackluster play or even you know him go in the opposite direction then I'll be perfectly honest I don't know where we go from here you know because at this point I don't think you know you want to set the standard that we need to go ahead and drop him and try the Devin Brown train again so, you know, I think you're right. I think, you know, if this game goes well, we need to see Kyle McCord play a really good game. I would say somewhere in the ballpark of, you know, you want to see 300 yards, you want to see at least two, three touchdowns, and you want to see him protecting the ball. Yeah, and one more key to the game, by the way. We've all talked about it. Everybody's been talking about it. But, um, man, situational play calling, um, especially on third and fourth down and short, um, I think, dude, that's just killed us this season. And uh, I'm ready to see some improvement there. So I'm hoping we can kind of uh, right the ship as far as that goes as well. Yeah, Ryan Day addressed that in his press conference. He said he in the third and fourth and like two and less, uh, they want to be 80 percent on those plays, 80 well, percent at ain't. the minimum. And they're they're right now they're <laughs> right now they're about 50 percent. 
And he so he, they're well aware. And I mean, it's not that they haven't been aware, but, you know, you especially saw in the, in the Notre Dame game several very questionable calls when we needed one yard on not just third down, but even fourth down to where, you know, we were in two scoring positions and basically turned the ball over twice because we couldn't get one yard. And we were not trying to go up the middle, trying to, I mean, people want to say, what about this, you know, tush push thing, you know, the Eagles have kind of started, just put everyone in the box and put the running backs behind the quarterback and just shove them forward, you know, and Ryan Day got asked a lot of those questions and, you know, he's being very bland and very cryptic with what he's saying and not being very forward. But at the end of the day, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, you have to have more faith in your team and you can't try this gimmicky stuff and, and listen, you're Ohio State. At some point, you're going to have to get that yard and you're going to have to go through someone, you know, someone right up the middle to get that yard. You need if you can't do it against Maryland and these teams are earlier on, then you're not going to do it later in the year. So you might as well continue to work on that part of the game. I would be so much, you know, I'd feel at least better knowing that they're trying to cram that extra yard straight up the middle than do this gimmicky stuff out to the sides, because I feel like that gets blown up so much more. Uh, and the success rate is not very good on those plays. I mean, I agree, man. It's just have faith in something. Either, you know, either you're not comfortable on fourth and short, third and short in the red zone, or we start kicking field goals, man. Be comfortable in something. Because you if, got we're gonna be, them. if we're going to be 50% or less on converting third and fourth downs, then I'd rather kick a field goal and take the points at that point. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. We're in Big Ten season now. Like, if anybody in Buckeye Nation didn't learn a lesson from the Notre Dame game, we take the points. Let's take the points at this point in the year and move on. I mean, I don't think it's that black and white, but I agree with you. I mean, sure, in hindsight, we needed those three, you know, points uh, to, you know, kind of loosen things up. Well, what would Jim uh, especially, Well, I think even this year – now, don't get me wrong. I think there are times that going forward on fourth is important, um, especially if it's your longer field goals. Um, but – you know, you have to think because of the new clock rules, on average, we're almost losing about two extra drives a game. So the amount of times that you're actually going to be getting the football with the with the attempt to score is, a, you know, a little bit less. So you need to prioritize scoring on almost every single drive in some way or another. So I agree. I think at this point you need to be a lot more smart about, you know, when you're inside the 20 and it's fourth down, I understand you want the seven. But at that point, wouldn't getting three be more important? Possibly. I think it depends upon your opponent. It depends upon how you feel like the game vibe's going. But I feel like Ryan Day, you know, might have learned a little bit of a lesson being overly aggressive in that game, and he might well, start taking the points. Yeah, because here's the thing, dude. To me, it's not just like the odds of that play. So, okay, we're 50% on, on completing those. But all that's done has got you a first down. You still have to score. Like the odds of kicking a field goal from that range are a lot higher than you not only getting the fourth down converted, but then scoring afterwards. Right. You well, know, I think I, mean? he, like, I think he's also being more aggressive too, a little bit because I think he has more faith in the defense. And I'm okay with that to an extent. But like you said, in a lot of these Big Ten matchups, you know, uh, and sometimes they're grind them out games, you need to get some points on the board. So. You know, there's not a perfect science to this, and hopefully Ryan Day has learned some things and continues to improve. I mean, he, he's still learning and adapting as he as he continues his coaching career. So I'm going to continue to try to put faith that, you know, the, the situational play calling that you mentioned 
and trying to get points when you can is going to he's going to make better decisions. Absolutely. Well, before we get into prop bets and final scores of this game, um, I should mention our partnership with AditionalFlavors.com. Um, we've been working with Craig here and we're continuing to work with him. Um, it's his company, www.additionalflavors.com. They got spices for everything you can imagine, uh, for your everyday cooking needs, for your baking needs. Um, if you're a guy that likes to, uh, you know, do a lot of grilling or, or, you know, smoking meat on your smoker, then, uh, this is the site for you. Go check it out. They got all kind of rubs. They got all kind of spices. Uh, it's been great. They sent us some, as a matter of fact, he just told us the other day, he's sending us more. Um, he's got like a fall pack that he's sending us as well as like a, uh, a seasonal, like a winter pack as well. And we will have some of those available for you, um, on Saturday, if you come to the, uh, Purdue, uh, live show. So I am looking forward to that. Don't forget to check them out. www.additionalflavors.com. Just like it's spelled. Let's move on, dude. Yeah. I mean, just to piggyback on that, I mean, literally we, we were sent, you know, kind of a, a sample pack and we've used it on burgers. We've used it on fish already. We've used it on chicken. Uh, it's really good stuff, man. Um, it's top quality. I would put it up there with anything else you could buy in the store. Um, I, we really enjoy it. So, I mean, I guarantee it's going to be, you know, we're going to go through it pretty quick. So hopefully that next pack you send it out comes pretty soon. Absolutely. All right, man, it's time. It is well, time. We got a new section, don't we? A new segment. Oh, you want to do that now? Let's do our new segment now. Let's let's go and knock it out so that way we can just wrap it up like we normally do. Well, let me tell you something. A little let me give you a little background here. So we decided, you know, we've recently been doing a bit of gambling, a bit of gentleman's gambling, okay, since uh it's now legal in both the state of Ohio and Kentucky now. Um so we've been dabbling a little bit in uh gambling, but uh we thought we'd have a new section where we kind of bring up you know, some of the bets that we're going to have coming into this weekend, you know, just kind of for fun. And also just to give you guys an idea, kind of like what we're thinking, see if you agree, see if you disagree. But what was funny was that we had a little battle because we didn't know what the uh, this this section of the show was going to be called. We wanted to have a name for it, you know, so we started going back and forth on these names. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, because there's a lot of church going folks out there, I don't think I can say most of them. Uh, that we came up with, but I did have a laugh today when we were coming up with the names, but we did come up with script parlay and I yep. like it in uh, true fashion for dot in the eye. We've got a lot of marching band references there. So let's go script parlays. And that's kind of our thing. I mean, sure. It's fun to bet on one game, but why bet on one when you could bet on like a lot more than that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. The thing is that everybody, everybody gets greedy, bud. everybody gets greedy, myself included. So what we're going to do for each week is me and Chad will actually bet uh, a parlay and we'll share our parlay with you on here. And it's not a guaranteed science. If you would choose, you would like to follow along. So far, Chad's had better luck. I'm still a little bit new with this. I've not had as much luck yet. And judging by the one that I've picked now, I actually have a game that is live on my current parlay and it is down to the wire. So I'm a little bit nervous. However, well, then let's hear yours I, first since yours is in progress. Well, I picked one game today because I figured, OK, Liberty's 4-0. Sam Houston is uh, Sam Houston State's 0-4. You know, I know the money line was pretty big, but let's just go ahead and pick Liberty outright and let's start that out. Right now, they're only up five with four <laughs> with seven minutes to go. So a little nervous about that one. But I picked all money lines. It is an eight game eight game parlay and it is teased up to plus 1138. So $10 bet wins you. $113.80 for those of you following at home. 
So my eight-game parlay is I took Troy over Arkansas State. I took Liberty over Sam Houston State. I took Wisconsin over Rutgers. I took Texas over Oklahoma. I took uh, UTSA over Temple. I took Alabama over Texas A&M. I took North Carolina over Syracuse, and I took Kansas over UCF. So on the money lines, I just need them to win. Uh, some of those spreads were a little bit wider. Some of them were within a field goal. Um, but, you know, plus 11.38 on just needing eight of those, and I'd say at least half of those are pretty favorable winners. Um, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Um, I did a little longer one. Um, I did a 12-leg this week. Um, and I always like to include Ohio State if I can. I mean, if it's plausible. I mean, I am into in this to try to win a couple of dollars, but it also makes it more interesting, you know, when your own team's in your bet. Um, but this week, I went Ohio State on the money line. Travion Henderson for any touch, anytime touchdown score. Travion Henderson for 40-plus yards rushing. I mean, that's all I did with Ohio State. Um, then I went to Texas. I took Texas on the money line. Quinn Ewers for 200 yards passing. I went to Michigan. I did an alternate spread on them. Now, a little tip for everybody out there that's just getting into this, because I know a lot of people in Ohio are, if the money line's huge, if you're negative 2,500 on the money line, bet an alternate spread. It takes it way down, and you know they're going to win. All I did was move Michigan spread down to 10.5. Okay, so all I got to do is win by 10.5, and, and I win a lot more money than I would have at their normal odds. So I took Blake Corn for Michigan for a touchdown, Michigan at negative 10.5. I took Washington State on the money line, Florida State on the money line, Kentucky, I did another alternate spread. I moved theirs to 24 and a half. So as long as Georgia doesn't beat them by 25, I'm solid. Um, Mississippi on the money line and Notre Dame on the money line. And that one for me, uh, 20 bucks pays 424. And that is uh, a plus plus 2022. Yeah, so we got almost like a 10 to 1 and you got kind of like a 20 to 1 going. Oh, yeah. So those are our degenerate picks that I would not advise. I mean, we don't listen to handicappers. Uh, at some point, if I keep losing, I may start listening to handicappers. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I do find this fun. Let me remind you, if you are someone at Gambles, please do it responsibly. Do not do what we do because <laughs> we don't always do it responsibly. Um, but it is something fun to kind of get you, uh, you know, these games that you typically wouldn't care much about all of a sudden makes you care a lot more. Now, Chad's different than me at this point. I can't get myself to bet on Ohio state. Um, it's not betting against them or for them. It's just, I, I have a hard time betting on teams that I think more with my heart than my head. So Chad has a little more faith in thinking just with his head on that. So more power to him, but that is kind of not really for me. So maybe until I feel a little more confident about this team, maybe I'll start adding on some of my parlays. Come on, dude. Be a real fan. Lose your money like the rest of us. <laughs> Trust me. I'm going to lose it one way or the other. I'm still Don't mad about Georgia Tech side. last week, We got to pay week, for man. this NIL. How the hell are we supposed to pay for this I'm NIL? I'm still mad about Georgia Tech last week, dude. <laughs> Teach me to ever bet on Georgia Tech again. Before we get into the prop bets here, you got to give me the score, man. Oh, we're doing a score prediction first? Well, we did the damn script parlay first. Well, true. No, so, let's do the well, prop bets. I'm lying. Let's yeah, you might bets. as well, because part of the prop bets are going to kind of give a little bit of a tell, I think, on, you know, what our score might possibly be. All I know is I'm winning by a lot. <sighs> Dude, I haven't even checked. I think you're up like nine to three, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, you're up by like six. I'm I'm not doing well at all. Is that I got you, Tolbert? The, yeah, I got swept <laughs> one week, three nothing, and then the other, all three of the other weeks, I've I've only won one tier two. So I'm down like six. I mean, I need, 
I'm getting close to the part of the season where the second half season ain't going to matter. I'm basically like LSU, you know, or Clemson right now where there's not even a chance for the playoffs at this point. So I need to hurry up and get a big win. And I took, I took a little of some chances again. I think Chad might took some chances here, but first one is will Kyle McCord throw over two P uh, two P uh, I can't even talk. Will Kyle McCord throw over two TD passes? So we set it at 2.5. You took the over and I took the under The reason I took the under is just because against better competition, McCord has kind of not really been, you know, throwing a ton of TD passes uh, besides really the Western Kentucky game. I don't think he's thrown over two in a game. Um, uh, I would like to be wrong on that, but my gut instinct says that we're going to run the ball a little bit more, especially when we get in the red zone. So I will say under and Chad says over next one is will we cover? And I think we set the spread at 19 and a half. So basically will we win by 20 or more? Chad says, yes, I say, no, I think it's gonna be a little bit of a tighter game. And then finally, I took a little bit of a chance in this one, but call it a gut feeling. Will Ohio state get a defensive touchdown? And I said, yes, Chad said, no. So those are our three prop bets for this week. I'm ready. I don't want to just win the prop bets, dude. It's time for an embarrassment. Well, I've been you're already embarrassing me at this point. You <laughs> you really are already embarrassing me at oh, this I point. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, well, I, I mean, it's it's funny. It's got me taking chances. I'm like that guy at 2 a.m. at the casino who's already down like $600. And you find me in like the high limit room. You're like, what the hell are you doing in there? And you're like, I'm at my limit. <laughs> <laughs> someone uh, please make me stop what you don't see right now is that you know like when a golfer makes a putt he you know takes the hat off that's what i'm doing right now <laughs> yeah yeah give him a little wave. I, I can i can i can actually hear your smarminess coming through the microphone right now <laughs> that shit-eating well, grin well speaking of shit-eating grin dude let's talk about this final score because i think you're going to be a little bit surprised about what i'm bringing um who you want to go first because i'll be honest uh I never come in prepared with the score. It's kind of feel at this point. Uh, I have an idea, but uh, do you want me to go first? You want to go first? I'll go first. All right. I think Kyle McCord is going to have a day. I do. Um, I think that uh, what happened last week is going to give him the confidence. I think that it was kind of a wake-up call for everybody on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that it was a wake-up call for Ryan Day. Like you said in his press conference, um, you know, he referenced all the things that he knows is going on, knows that are wrong. So I expect to see them fixed probably this week or at least improved on. And, dude, I think it's going to be all Buckeyes all day. I'm going 45, 21 bucks and we cover the spread. OK, um, we're actually not too dissimilar. Uh, well, I mean, technically we are, but at least we feel the kind of similar about Maryland. Um the 21 points, I agree. I think Maryland's going to get 21 as well, or at least I think they'll get 220. I'm not sure how much they go over. Between the 20, 24, 27 range is kind of what I'll give them. And that's not really a knock on our defense. Um, I think Maryland's offense uh, has the capability over the entire span of the game uh, to get you know three, four touchdowns in a game or three touchdowns, a couple field goals. I, I think they have a good enough offense that – you know. Um, the defense isn't going to be exposed, but I just think it's going to be a lot more difficult to keep them off the scoreboard. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I think if we can keep Maryland under 20 points, then our defense played a hell of a game would be my opinion. Um, but I have our offense uh, not struggling, but I think playing a little bit safer football, maybe a little more control football, running the ball a little bit more. 
um, just to try to make sure that, you know, hey, that, you know, coming off a bye week against a team that is decent, you know, let, let's play a little bit smarter. So I'm seeing it more in a range of 34-21. I see it says, you know, about a 13-point win. Um, it never really feels mega tight, but I'd say it's probably not a two-score game until the second half. I mean, I could see it going either way. I really could. Um, I'm just hoping beyond everything that this is the coming out party. I'm ready. And I and I really do, too. So what I'm saying is just more of gut feeling. But, I mean, if I was being an extreme homer, I'd say we'd win this game 56 to 7. Now, do I think that's what, you know, what we've done in the past against Maryland, that that's possible? No. I think Maryland's gotten better. I think Maryland has leveled up uh, over the last couple of years. And I think Ohio State still has question marks. So the reasonable, you know, answer, even with yours that you're saying as big of a coming out party as we're going to have, you know, in the past we're beating them, you know, by 40, 50 points. And you only have it as a 24-point win. So what is that telling you? That's telling you that we respect Maryland, that we understand Maryland's a better team. So, you know, in the grand scheme of what the national media is going to see, I mean, it would have helped us if there was a number next to Maryland's name this week. But, you know, if you just look at the name Maryland, I mean, you know, people that do not understand you know, Big Ten football or how, you know, how much Maryland's improved may look down upon that. But I mean, if you think about Maryland last year, gave Michigan a really good game. They gave us a good game um, over at, Mar- uh, at their place last year, too. So and, and this year, yeah, I know they lost some pieces, but they still have a lot of key people coming back. So I, I mean, think it's going to fi- be they're 15 and five in their last 20 games. That's saying something for what we consider to be a middle tier Big Ten team. Yeah, I, I don't think they're middle tier anymore, man. I, I think it's reasonable to say, like I had mentioned, you have the big three, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and then you have that next tier, and I think uh, Maryland's leading the way on the next tier. I mean, that's pretty safe right now. All right. Good <laughs> good deal. I was like, so, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, man, well, uh, I'm just excited to watch football again, dude. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, it felt like a lot longer than that. It almost feels like the Notre Dame game happened a month ago, doesn't it? It does feel like that, man, because it's just so many things happen in such a short time in college football. And now that there's so many games being played, because like you remember, dude, back when we were kids, there wasn't like they weren't playing all these nights that they're playing now. You know what I mean? We're getting Thursday night games, Friday night games, Saturday night games. Like we've had Monday night games. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're you got like your Mac. Yeah, your Mac Tuesdays. I feel like Wednesday's the only day that there's not. But then someone's probably still playing Wednesday. It makes you it get feel like Thursday an night games and yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a bye week but it's really two weeks you know since you played so it's kind of you know what I mean like it's it just seems like an eternity anyways dude let's wrap this thing up uh we got stuff to do I got stuff to do um I look forward to seeing everybody out of Turtle Qu- Turtle Creek I can't speak Turtle Creek Tavern in Gahanna um not this Saturday but the Saturday following I'm super excited, man. Come out, hang out with us. Uh, like I said, have a beer, man. And uh, like I said, if you know us or want to support us, uh, we'll be there and it'll be a great time. Absolutely, man. And as always, uh, if you ever want to catch any of our previous episodes, you can go to our website, which is www.dtipodcast.com. Uh, we're also on all major streaming services as well. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and more. Uh, we also have a Facebook page that we also post a lot of things, links, uh, new info, news, uh, sometimes polls. So uh, if you haven't had an opportunity yet, go on over, like our page. And we're also on Twitter as well. Um, but again, yeah, uh, really looking forward to seeing uh, seeing some people out, um, not this weekend, but the following weekend at Turtle Creek Tavern. 
And uh, hopefully uh, next time you hear from us, it will be following a win against Maryland. So until that time, guys, go Bucks. OH.